tell you what, guys. The morning's here. Glory to God. You can. Maybe it's the music. <laughs> Say welcome. <laughs> welcome and, and happy Mother's Day. <laughs> So praise the Lord. And <laughs> well, I guess I guess you already know why we're here. We have a blessed life ahead of us, you know. And now's a great time to start the, you know, like this. They say the first day of the rest of your life is today. Amen. You know, and I apologize. I haven't said a thing about mothers. Sandy did. But you know, I was reading about Hannah. Some of you know about Hannah, some of you don't. Uh, I don't want to read that whole story. But somehow I was prompted yesterday to just, just read that story. And that's in 1 Samuel. Again, I won't read a lot of this stuff, just kind of outline a little bit. And I know some of you know about Hannah. Uh, Hannah was married to a man. She was one of two wives. It's in First First Samuel, first chapter talks about it. But he had two wives, and the other wife just it was prolific. She had babies, just just all kinds of babies. Just it all just worked great, just great. But Hannah couldn't have babies, and you know she had a great desire, a really great desire about some things. And when you read this through, it talks about she had a very loving husband. He loved her. I mean, he gave her, I should have had this all outlined so I could see it here. But anyway, it talks about he gave her a double what he gave the other wife. He took care of her. He loved her. And he'd comfort her over being childless. But he loved her. And so there was so much grace with her, and then uh, uh, she, she got uh, more and more. How many know the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick? We've been there with our life over, over these years. You know, we've had some spurts in ministry where it just went everywhere. Then we went almost decades when we wondered if God even knew we were around. Just being honest, transparent. We knew he was there because we talked to him every day. I never gave up. But it's like, God, where's that anointing we've enjoyed earlier in life? Where is that? Well, little did I know that, that uh, and I would be prophesied to once in a while about some powerful things. And, and uh, the one that really didn't set so well was when I was in my 60s and they were still talking about being like a Moses. And I thought, Moses? You know how old he was? <laughs> I don't want to wait that long. Well, anyway, that's just a personal thing. But here's Hannah. She's very depressed. Talks about it here. Uh, oh, you could go to chapter 1, uh, verse 8. Then said uh, Elkanah, her husband, uh, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? 
And Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post by the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look at the affliction of thine handmaid. She's saying, look at me, Lord. Look at me, Lord. She's talking to God. She knows God. And remember me and not forget thy handmaiden, but will give thine handmaiden a man-child. Then I will give him unto the Lord in all the days of his life, and there shall not be a razor upon his head. And by, I had to look that up. That was in uh, Leviticus where that was one part of the law of Moses. Certain things going on where they got that term. And it came to pass as she continued. But what you see here is prayer and petition to God. She knew God. She's laying it out. She's laying it out. Lord, look at where I'm at. It's kind of like, I've been believing you a long time for this. She, she stood up to the Lord. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord, and Eli, the priest, marked her mouth, or marked her mouth, which is saw her mouth, and now Hannah, she spoke. Spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard, though Eli thought she had been drunk. And Eli said to her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thine wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaiden for a daughter of Belial, which is the devil. That's what he's saying. Don't think that I'm sold out to the devil or the liar, whatever. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken hitherto. There's a bold woman that had a great desire to have a son. So in a petition, says, God, give me this son, and I'll... Give him to you the rest of his life. And Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. This hit me yesterday thinking of Mrs. Coe. There's things in your heart that have been there a long time. And as I saw this, I said, I want Sandy to hear this. Now, I knew you'd be here, of course. But there's others of you have things that you've desired a long time. And what really hit me about this, it didn't call Eli the high priest, but he was a witness. And so here we just had this thing where if you, if you, if you want to do something, ask the Father in the name of Jesus. And I got to thinking about this. You know, Jesus is a high priest, but there's a heavenly Father that can cause all this to happen through him, right? What I'm seeing here is if there's something you desire and want and it's deep in you, this is where it comes in with petitions. Say, God, uh, I'm not going to give up. There's things in me and my house that we've desired a long time and even like this very church. If this is a key to be obedient, to do this work, we're willing to do it because we know from out of this is going to spring a lot of things. 
souls, people that walk in the fullness they've never enjoyed. People that want to know this word. They want to be strong in the Lord and in power of his might. Amen? They want to know why Jesus said, you know, uh, to, to call down these, the weapons of our warfare. Sandy alluded to that. The weapons of warfare. How many times have you read that scripture? Maybe not. Maybe some. 2 Corinthians 10. Chapter 3. The weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but they're mighty. What are our weapons? That's the other thing. We're going to teach you how to use your weapons. We got darkness to call down, but they listen when we speak. Spirit of darkness is allowed right now in this moment that somebody's rising up. It's going to take away their glory. There's a lot of these kind of works coming around the earth. And we're one of them. That's why when my prophet says, Gary, just keep going. He says, and I, even when I was getting a little discouraged, he said, how do you think your, how do you think your voice got into India? How did your voice get into Australia? How did it get into Myanmar? How did it get into Philippines? I don't know, but it's there. And a week ago, before our Lincoln Day dinner right here that I was involved with, I'd been on the phone to India. I'd been on the phone to Australia to friends of mine telling me there's great revival breaking out in Australia. There's revival breaking out in India. Myanmar's been all through every kind of a thing, and they're still going. Our friend over just rented a new building for his Bible school. And I mean, they're burning down churches. To see the Spirit of God is moving right now, and when you got the Spirit of God moving on your behalf, look out, devil. Amen. The weapons of our, our warfare are not carnal, what we can do with our hands, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What do you think that means? You're going to know. Just stay with us. Stay with us over the months and weeks and months and years. Because that's what God wants. He wants a supernatural church. He wants people empowered. I mean, you know, it, it's not about, I'll just leave that alone. He wants his people empowered. Now here's Hannah. What happened? Verse 20. And wherefore it came to pass that the time was come about Hannah, and she conceived, she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I've asked of the Lord. That was his name, because I've asked of the Lord. And, of course, you can read the rest of the story. When he was of age and got weaned, she, she did what she said she was going to do. The Bible, King James and others, said she lent him to the Lord. Basically, she dedicated him to the Lord and delivered him to Eli, the priest. Amen? And if you don't know who Samuel was, he was the first judge. Kind of touching a little little motion about that, you know. It's like those things in your heart right today that you have buried in there, almost to the point you don't want to believe anymore. But look what this woman did. She stayed with it. She went to the Lord, look, this is, this, this is where I'm at. This is what, you know, dedicated it. I'm encouraging you. I believe everybody in here has got something buried in your heart and your life that you just think is impossible. Right, Mrs. Coe? 
Things that are impossible with man are definitely possible with God. Amen. That's good preaching. Because it affects us all. I'm telling you, there's a dream in my heart, and Sandy's, it's big. And we kind of wanted to circumvent this little part of it. Because I kept saying, oh, I'm not a pastor. Well, maybe I'm not. But I can certainly stand up here and fill that role. I don't mind telling you, I have an anointing to do this. I don't mean that any other way of just being open and honest. And I know it. Uh, God had to make it clear to me. And so uh, you have anointings in your life too. And you're just waiting. God brought you here today to trigger you, to fire you up, and start opening those possibilities up. I don't care what realm they're in. I mean, God needs people on the street. He needs them in business. He needs them in politics. He needs them in all kinds of things. He needs us all. But you see, the difference is you get loaded up with the Word of God and without with anointing uh, in meetings like this and triggering those things, guess what? You get out there where you're supposed to be and the Spirit of God is going to be there and do things that you thought were impossible. You got to get past this. Well, I'm just little old me, you know. I'm just, I'm just this little thing out here. I don't know much. Just a cowboy that grew up out here in the flats somewhere. You know, you can go that way, but I don't mind telling you. Uh, yeah, I grew up out there where there seemed like godless, but I realized God can touch the nations with any of us. It when we least expect it. <laughs> so, <laughs> praise God. Well, I suppose if I go any further than that, I uh, uh, have to read the whole Bible out loud. But I posted something, and I'm going to close with this. I think I wrote this out maybe right after Easter or something because uh, it occurred to me like it even is today. Uh, people celebrated Easter and those kind of things and some beautiful things. But I couldn't help but think about that resurrection power because you know what? He died for us. Uh, he ascended, descended, ascended, and so on forth, seated at the right hand of the Father and uh, made captivity. He did all these things, but there was an empowerment that burst out of there. And we've saw, seen the movies. And we can see all that stuff. But there was a power that came out when he died for you. He left an empowerment that if, if, if we could have heard when that stone really did roll away, there would have been a, something that would make atomic weapons sound like nothing. In the spirit realm, you could have heard it probably in years, light years away. Because something had changed. The true head of this earth had changed. The God of this world had been defeated. Resurrection power. And uh, I'll re just read these little notes there. I, I don't know. Uh, when Christ rose from the grave, an event called resurrection occurred. A most powerful explosion of victory and dominion and dominion was released to all those who believed. Released to us. It's ours. 
What do you do when something's released to you? You receive it. Say, man, that's for me. I don't understand it, but it's for me. We got power, authority, and dominion. Over all power of the enemy, Satan, for all who receive it. The name which is above every name, Jesus, was released to all who believe in his name. All who call upon the name shall be saved from sin and darkness, forgiven and redeemed. All who use that name, Jesus, will see spirits of darkness fall back in defeat. The God of this world, Satan, shall no longer have the power to blind and retain those held in his clutches. Call upon the name of Jesus, light will spring forth in your life and make, make way for more light through the Holy Spirit of God. A power surge. Be ready. Power surge. Healing and deliverance. Do we believe in healing? You better believe it. The first thing God showed me supernatural was how he, he could heal people that just seemed impossible. The healings we've seen, they've all been supernatural. Way beyond us. But it didn't matter. They weren't beyond Jesus and the Word. So expect healing and deliverance. Expect empowerment for a greater and more fulfilled life. God's true grace the real armor of God can be yours. Wrote that out one day. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. So, brothers and sisters, I just thank you, Lord, for coming. I just thank you for coming today. I thank you for the opportunity to bring some truth and some power forth into your life and empower you with some things because one thing I know, we all have things hidden hidden down there somewhere that that we'd like to have come out. There's things we've been believing for for a long time just don't just haven't happened, we think. But you see they will happen. The more we gird up, the more our faith grows, the more we require. You know God says that in his word. He says to require him based on his word. We can go to God and require him. Hannah did that. Look, God, you got to do this for me. Now, I'll do something in exchange. I'm going to give you my son. Yeah, I'll do that. But see, God, she got to God's heart. Not that he wanted to withhold, but she told him who she was. And God knows who you are. And it's okay to be who you are. Amen? It's okay to be who you are. God needs that gift. He needs your heart. That's the main thing he needs of you. He'll do the rest. Amen? What else can I say?